Good morning, City Church. This is Eric with a moment of reflection at the start of your day, a moment to contemplate our lives together as a church body, a moment to respond to God's grace. Today concludes our week-long podcast focus on City Church's response to God's grace. As part of our annual report this year, we've been sharing short reflections on different parts of that statement from the end of our worship service. I get to wrap things up today by talking about the last phrase, to live and work to your praise and glory. My particular task is to talk about goals because, as Val put it in her explanatory email to me, you love goals, boss man. I've come to love goals. It certainly hasn't always been that way. My fraught relationship with goals goes back over 20 years to my first real job, when my supervisor asked me for goals. I was a Young Life Area Director in a new area at the time in Bucks County in suburban Philadelphia. I was fresh out of seminary and still coded with theological afterbirth. In Bucks County, there was literally no actual ministry to speak of. It was all dependent on me getting things going. So there I was, staring at a blank page, trying to come up with goals. And all I could think of was, number one, meet somebody. Number two, have them talk to me. At that point, I didn't love goals, but I could appreciate goals as necessary, as helpful. It actually makes me think of a scene from one of Sarah's favorite movies, an adaptation of Jane Austen's Sense and Sensibility, when Eleanor explains to her sister the feeling she has towards Edward Ferrer's. Eleanor says, I do not deny, I do not attempt to deny that I think very highly of him, that I greatly esteem him, that I like him. That's how I've often approached goals. I think highly of them. I esteem them. I like them. Maybe you relate. Goals are a necessary evil, perhaps, but it would be a stretch to say, I love goals. So how did I learn to love goals? First, I learned to see that goals are a response to God's grace. This is a fundamental theological point for us to understand. It can be summarized alternatively by saying that the imperative always flows from the indicative. That is, what we are to do, the imperative or our goals, always flow out of the indicative, what God has done for us. Maybe your deep-seated resistance to goals comes from thinking that grace is antithetical to goals. That's not right. As I like to repeat, grace is opposed to earning, but not to effort. In fact, grace is the foundation of all of our efforts. It it propels our work of sanctification, of mission, and of goal setting. There are a number of verses in the Bible that press this point home, but perhaps the clearest is in Philippians 2, verse 12. It says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. We are to work because God is at work in us. We are to set goals and strive after them because God has set his affection on us and strives after us through Jesus. The second thing that helped me come to love goals was learning to see them as a way to concretize my work for God's glory. This understanding makes goals beneficial. Goals give shape to what I want to do and give shape to what God has promised to do through me. And goals like this place my regular, daily, even mundane work in the context of God's glory. In contrast to living my days for my own praise and glory, goals made in response to God's grace direct my work Godward. Several verses in the New Testament drive this point home. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 says, 
So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You see, our faithfulness flows from God's prior faithfulness to us. And our faithfulness flows towards God's honor and glory, not our own. Now, through the years, my thinking about goals has evolved. Not all, not all goals are created equal. For our semi-annual goal-setting process at City Church, we use the SMART goal framework, likely a framework that many of you are familiar with from your own professional contexts. SMART is an acronym meant to produce goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Let me share two SMART goals I have for City Church this year, both of which are a response, of course, to God's initiating grace in our lives. Goal number one, be a community of spirit-dependent prayer demonstrated by averaging at least 10 people at our regular Wednesday morning prayer time by September. Goal number two, be a community that, through relationships, shares the gospel with those who don't know Jesus, demonstrated by holding at least two regular meetings for non-Christian friends, neighbors, and co-workers, and resulting in at least two adult professions of faith by December. Now, the rest of the City Church staff has also set goals for 2023. You can see those goals and related prayer requests on our website if you're streaming this episode, or just tap on the link in our show notes for today. So what do you think? Have I convinced you to love goals the way I do? Or do you at least esteem them a bit more than you did five minutes ago? Goals, whether individual or corporate, are a meaningful part of our response to God's grace. You know, sometimes at the end of our service, I like to just listen to all of you as you recite the response to God's grace. What an encouragement it is to me this corporate pledge to live and work to God's praise and glory. So today, to help us think about real practical goals for the year to come and to close out this week of responding to God's grace, let's recite those words together. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, we offer you our souls and body to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to, to live, live and do work to your praise and glory. His praise and glory. May it come in greater fullness in us and through us in the year ahead. Until Monday, City Church, stay well and do good. Our music this week is We Will Feast in the House of Zion by Sandra McCracken, played by our own Adam Bailey. Phil Edwards did our audio editing, and our design work is by Sabrina Parrott. Rachel Hill, Maddie Huffman, and Val Catro provided editing support. Learn more about City Church at citychurchrva.com.